the future of photography. Hello and welcome back to the future of photography. My name is Chris Marquardt and with me is the whole gang as usual. Um, let's start with Imar. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fine. Adrian, how are you? I'm good, mate. Yes. Good to see you all. You have a new standing desk, I've heard. Well, I have a, and, uh, I have a st- I'm standing. I don't have the desk yet. I've sort of built it out of bits of old furniture lying around the house. <laughs> and Wonderful. Cur- and currently your imagination. Yes, and absolutely. That last it's all voice up here. was Jeremiah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually sitting. I usually stand during the week at my standing desk, but I thought it being the weekend, I'll love around. We're recording this on the weekend, so uh, we can do whatever we want. That's it. Right. So. There we go. Uh, so let's see. We had a few episodes. No, actually, we had one episode about uh, bespoke cameras. That was um, Adrian's idea of what his ideal camera should be. That was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And yeah, <laughs> no, me too. And uh, today it's my turn. I am going to talk you through my what would I call this? My ideal camera, if it existed. And uh, yeah, let's... Oh, that's do we that's have anything quite ambitious. To... I, I went for a niche use case because I thought, well, at least I could imagine that. But uh, an ideal camera, wow, that's, well, that's ba- just based crazy on, talk. <laughs> ba- <laughs> based, on, based on everything I'm, I'm used to, based on things that feel right to me, based on some aesthetics that I want from a camera, um, that's, that's pretty much what I based this on, based on ergonomics and things that just work for me or that have proven to work for me so um i want to split this i'm going german on you very very (laughs) orderly very um methodically i i do have a list okay oh a list and i'm I'm going to use it i think we're definitely starting to get used to your lists (laughs) just about i i'm starting with the with the body shape with the size of it and the shape and of course uh Bigger is not always better. So I want a relatively small uh, body. I want it to be more on the cube-shaped side, like a small Hasselblad kind of thing from a body shape. Um, And I want two grips on that thing. I want one on the right-hand side because I'm right-handed. And that's kind of a good location for it to be. But then I want a second grip and it's at the bottom. Do you know what? I think Fisher Price make this camera. <laughs> I think so. They do. Yes. <clears throat> well, maybe not with a bottom grip. So um, it, here's the thing: I have I've come to get used to resting the camera on my left hand in a very specific way, and um, just if you if you okay, you you can you can follow along. Take take your hand and put it on your chest. Your left hand and put it on your chest in a very like, yeah, exactly, like your thumb pointing up. And now just swivel it forward so your thumb points away from you. That's my position to hold the camera. This is what the camera rests on. Okay. 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 Mm. So so a heavy camera rests on that. And if it's re- a really heavy camera, my, my left elbow kind of goes against my rib cage. So it's a bit of a stability thing, a tripod thing. And the camera just sits on that I'm hand. this on my right hand. Oh. All the way. Well, if you if you're left-handed, you you turn this around. <laughs> no, actually, you can't no because the what grip is on about? the right-hand side. You can't because the grip is on the right side. I don't think there are any left-handed cameras. Probably not. <laughs> I have a suggestion for you. 
that you just yes. get a plate with a wooden grip of which they they do make that that swivels around, and you put any camera on it. <laughs> possible, Perfect. possible, but. But here, the, the, the reason I do this is the left hand holding the weight leaves your right hand completely not holding any weight. So the right hand can operate the camera, can do, can pre- can very relaxedly mm-hmm. press the shutter button. You don't have to hold up weight and press the shutter button at the same time, which ends up being very shake prone. So I could see how so that, that would work. work. It does work really well. And it doesn't really matter the weight of the camera because I'm my own tripod this way and the camera just sits on that left hand isn't that a Hasselblad, um, isn't that how Hasselblad is really designed more or less po- possible possible but it's not going to be a Hasselblad I, th- I think uh, I think that's how <laughs> my Bronica works because I yeah. have the, the Bronica the Bronica is a square box broadly speaking and and you know the I have one with a grip on the right hand side so I have a big hand grip and yeah. and then you know, just rest the bottom of the, um, of the yeah. camera on my left hand but 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 I want I want a more of a grip at the on the left hand side. So so just imagine that that hand posture, but just slightly close the hand and then you have a grip and it's a very ergonomic. Oh, right. like, like, you mean like a like a um, a ball shaped grip almost that you can grab underneath the camera. Uh, maybe I have to have to go more. I have to try. I have to do some test runs on that one when I build the camera. Get a molding. Get a molding made from your hand, and imagine it'd be like custom built for you. It'd be just brilliant. Actually, it made me think of your friend who who made the um, the cameras with the beautiful all the different woods. Yep, yep there's yep, a yeah, there's a, a project. Lovely, my good old yeah. pinhole camera. Yeah. Isn't the assumption um, that you're looking down on the lens, not not uh, no, pulling up? No, no. Either way, either way, I, either way, I, either way, works higher waist, higher waist. Either way works fine. So the left hand holds the weight, the right hand can operate the camera, and then uh, that grip also, and um, the ball shape won't work because that grip also needs to double as some sort of a little uh, makeshift stand, so you can put the camera on a flat surface and it doesn't fall over. Ah, cunning! I like it. So whichever way this works, some engineer has to, mm. some designer has to figure that out. I won't. Yeah, that's, so that's, so, that's so, the first but thing. That, yeah, that, that's really interesting. I'll tell you what, um, uh, what's the, uh, the Manfrotto Pixie or something like that, which is a really nice hand grip, but also a mini tripod. Mm. Yeah, not, not the, is that not, 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 not the, not the right way the, the direction that my hand would go yeah you'd have to hold it like uh, like an ice cream like cone this, at that this, point this one <laughs> this one when the pressure comes onto the onto the open hand is a different yeah no okay, yeah okay yeah fair point and, and the and the grip looks way too much like a like a selfie stick i wouldn't be <laughs> would it make you dead and walking cool around with one of those no 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so that's that's for the first list item is the body shape and the ergonomics. The second one is the controls, and uh, I'm pretty open to that as long as I have uh, pretty direct access to manual controls, to uh, shutter speed and aperture and uh, ISO and stuff. Uh, kind of needs an automatic setting just in case the I don't know you have this something really fast happens you don't have it set up but other than that um for for that automatic settings i'd probably even like a button something that you can quickly press and not have to go to a dial because i would only need this in an emergency that that sounds that sounds really can i ask you about about your use of automatic since we're talking automatic for a moment Sure. Uh, when you say automatic, would you go fully automatic? I.e., yes. I.e., 
uh, shutter speed, uh, aperture, and, and focus. Focus, or, uh, white balance, everything. So you wouldn't limit it by, say, this is the ISO, I'm sticking to that, or this is the shutter speed, i.e., no. I need it fast because something's happening fast, and no, it's whatever. Mm. I, I find that those automatic settings often get it, get one out of three uh, wrong. Yeah, they, they're not perfect, but I'm, I'm looking at the situation where, I don't know, um, I come around a corner and a green elephant is hovering in the air and it's about to take <laughs> off. So I, I have three seconds to take that photo. You that's know? You you've got more problems than taking a photo. You know? <laughs> and you can, you can tweak it afterwards then, I suppose, even if... Pos yeah. Possibly some presets, some ceilings to go uh, against. I was going to ask you about that because I have a camera that allows you to do that. You know, you can set it in a snapshot mode, and you can you can get to choose right. You know, the well, actually, on my camera, it's a little bit simplistic, but you can choose a pairing of aperture and uh, aperture uh, and focus distance, um, and then it right you can set it to ride yeah. the ISO and and what have you. So. You know what? You know what? I just I just realized what I need is two shutter buttons, a manual shutter button and oh, an automatic uh, shutter yeah, button. Yeah, could do that. that yeah. And that automatic shutter button that has has little little pointy things on it, so yeah. I notice <laughs> right. in, in case I go there <laughs> accidentally. So. Ow. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah, okay, okay, I can do one or two of those, but not more. I like that idea. That is a great idea. That is a really it, good it, idea. It, it complicates the mechanics, but it's, that would it's a just, bit Pavlovian, though, isn't it? Just like, you know, don't take automatic photos. <laughs> you, put, you put little electrodes on it and get a little electric shock whenever you use it. So th that's, th that's kind of the controls. I'm fairly open to that as long as I reach it, can reach everything easily. Um, the third thing is a more technical parameter and that's the sensor size and i was going back and forth between uh, 35 millimeters and um and, and uh medium format oh okay that's interesting because mm -hmm. because medium format is i mean it's just very gets very creamy very quickly wonderful beautiful bokeh and lots of control over depth of field and um and then i thought about the next uh, point in the list which is the lens and that lens is uh, definitely has has to have some shift capability <laughs> not not necessarily tilt but it has to have a shift yeah. capability but what that means is that if i had a, man, a, a medium format sensor that lens would be so immensely big <laughs> that yeah. I wouldn't want huge. to carry this camera huge. around anymore. Yeah. So I think I'm going to compromise on 35 millimeters. You need another left hand. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. One for not, the lens, one for the body, and then the other one. Well, you, you, know, you know, here's here's the interesting thing. Do I have a camera? No, I, ca I can't really show you. Oh, wait, I can't. Oh, and off he goes. Let me <laughs> let me show you because because we have a video thing going on. It's not it's not on the podcast, but I can at least show the others. We'll so describe it. Um, here here I have my hand in front of me. I put the camera on there, and the camera holds uh, the the hand holds the camera and the weight. And now my fingers under the camera can operate the lens. They they can even shift it up and down. This is all done with the left hand. So the, the ah. I don't need a third hand. That works oh, totally fine with two so, hands. Okay. So lucky. And uh, the the shift could be a sensor shift. Because it doesn't really matter if you shift the, the lens Pentax or the sensor. Pentax cameras it, it, can do that, I think, can't they? The K1 can do that, yes. My Lu but, Lumix uh, does that too. 
Oh, does it? It is very, it is very hidden in like deep in the menus. How, has anybody used that? I, I, I've used it a lot. I mean, a lot here in the studio. But, but I've only played with a Pentax once for a couple of hours and I tried to use it. But the shift thing for me is a fluid thing. I use it on almost every photo and I don't even turn the little knob on the camera. I just open up the, the brake and I just move it. I, I, I push ah, it up and down. That's interesting. You, you're so, cle- clearly an expert with these things because you know, that's... In the in the world, I tell you what. Let me ask you a trade off question. Then, would you rather use a medium format sensor and a normal lens and let the shift correction be done in, in post algorithmically, computationally, or would you rather have the smaller have to compromise and have the smaller sensor and the real lens? No, he, here's here's my here's my compromise, um, and it's not actually a compromise. But if the shift is not in the lens, but if it's in the sensor, it could very well be a medium format sensor because now wrong. No, wrong, it's the opposite. Uh, it's the opposite. Erase erase that because I would still need a bigger lens to cover more ground. Yeah, so you the image helping. circle is a, is the thing at that point. But, but you the, know, these are pixel shifting sensors. In other words, they're only moving by say a half a pixel in each direction. Maybe no, no, no. We we are we're talking like the K one uses its um, the full body its of it. image stabilization. Uh-huh. It uses the image stabilization, and that shifts several millimeters up and down. Wow, that's and, that's uh, a lot. <laughs> good for that landscape, is a lot. but uh, street photos. So, mm, so no, I'm still with 35 millimeters. Uh, sensor shift would be cool if that shift is accessible via a rotating dial directly on the body so I can move it up and down uh-huh. quickly. Okay. That would be kind of the, the requirement here. Because I don't have a, a shift lens of any kind and I don't really have a great deal of experience with them. It so is very addicting. I, I'm, quite, is. I'm quite happy to have that algorithmically in post. Uh, yes, uh, the, but but I, I need the what you see is what you get nature of it. Okay. I want to see what comes out. Having used both, uh, it's not quite the same in post. Yes. Th- there's something isn't. very specific about how the light refracts into the sensor based on um, the, the shift and, and tilt that when you recreate it, it becomes a visual effect, sometimes very mm. beautiful and effective, but different. There's a it's a bit it's yeah. it's a bit like it's a bit like doing doing black and white conversions in post versus doing Real. shooting on black and white film. You will get a different result. Ah, okay. or, it's not the same. Or thing. using a monochrome sensor. Do <laughs> 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 you mean you mean those cheap monochrome sensors that don't, yeah, go, don't, don't Jeremiah, you're going to be filter. in so much trouble in the next couple of shows when we start looking at the budget for this stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, no, don't even bother. And and I oh, have some beef too. Oh my budget God. is not a consideration. <laughs> not today it's not. Not today. No. 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 Because we have to hire engineers to build his camera and prototype it. <laughs> yeah. It's be so so next next thing is uh, the viewfinder, which is another in, 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 integral part of a camera. You need to be able to see what you what you get. You need to be able to compose. So a viewfinder. Um, and I was I was going back and forth. Should it be uh, an articulating one? Should it be an electronic viewfinder? Should it be optical? And I think at this point I'm not op- opposed to uh, electronic ones anymore. Um, Dude, but you then got two I, shutter buttons. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> the ability well, to change. 
<laughs> yeah, but then again, it's a size consideration as well. Um, so I have, I have, a, I had another idea. What I think I want is an AR viewfinder. So, Ooh. imagine you have a, you have a, the camera comes with a pair of glasses. And all these glasses do is uh, they have a little square that gives you your view. And uh, there's no fuzz in the connection. It's not a Bluetooth setup pairing kind of thing. It just is connected to that camera and you put it on and you see where you're pointing it. Now, your okay. processing power for that uh, could be could be uh, in the cloud and very fast. I, since we're hypothetical... Uh, what what processing do we need here? Well, uh, to to if you are processing, for example, putting some AR object, which is rendered in the cloud, uh, into you, you your are adding new things into into no, my I'm just design making here. use. I'm making use, <laughs> good use, of your. For example, we're in Morocco. And we go, you know, the Eiffel Tower. Or a version of would it be. would look really good here. I think I'll place it here, and you can just bring it in, set it, photograph it. It's perfectly complete. Well, very strange. This is not. I've this got, is not. This, go on. This is not about virtual photography of any kind. This what? is still about the real photography. Well, so I have a question then based on what, real photography, then, Chris. So, so AR. the the if you're wearing glasses. Um, are you are you it's you're you can still move the camera around can you and so because yes, if you want to shoot if you want to shoot down me. low for example so so what you would see is in your glasses you would see a view of what the the camera is seeing you wouldn't have to like get on your yeah put your face in the dirt you know to, to take a shot <laughs> that's the point of it yes ah, see that's interesting that's just that's just a different kind of electronic viewfinder that, that's it all is, it yes. is. It's not an AR or a VR viewfinder. Yeah, not really. No. So a VR, that's why I jumped into that because it's it, just <laughs> remote. And, yeah, yeah, it's just a remote, and I nothing would make me happier than having that, being able yeah. to to just look and see it whatever size you want projected mm -hmm. on the mm -hmm. on the sure. finished uh, product. For example, what you're, the picture of the trees of which we spoke um, uh, offsite here. Uh, it would be great to take that picture and see it actually uh, applied to yeah. the actual landscape. Uh, it, it'd be yeah. magic. Um, but a, a, an AR um, would be different. And that's why I say an AR would need to be rendered in the cloud to have any efficiency to apply whatever's there into your landscape in a real way. Never mind. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this is, well, you, you'll, you'll get to your bespoke camera. Yeah, your turn. <laughs> yeah, your turn I'm inspired now. It's just <laughs> instamatic. Very good. Um, and then last but not least, uh, one, one thing that I've, I've, I put on the list is haptics, but it's, it's, it's kind of, it's more of a feedback system is um, when shooting with a shift lens or a shift sensor, a lot of this is because uh, I use this a lot because I want to keep the camera level. And uh, so I, I don't want to tilt it so I don't get falling lines. Uh, for Good for architecture, but pretty much good for everything to keep the camera level. And uh, I want an, a haptic level indicator. So I want uh, to, to have uh, some haptic feedback, some click, some little vibration in the camera to tell me when it's level. Ah. Like 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 your like your smartwatch taps you on the wrist, you know. So once something along those lines that 
Um, the same thing should would be possible for like if it's a shift sensor to know when it's centered. You know, the shift mm. if it's in the middle. Kind of a, a lot of the things that I when they are in the middle somewhere, I would get some haptic indication, some. Uh, mm. Something that, that I wouldn't have to look at the camera. You could get the haptic stuff through your glasses, couldn't you? Mm. <laughs> That'd be interesting. They would tap, tap me on the temple. Tell me what it'd be like. Yeah, you know when you're reversing your car and, and, and if you, you have the noise about beep, the beep, sensors beep, beep, beep. comes from different corners of the car, so you know which corner of the car is just about no, no, to hit No, my something. car isn't that advanced. My, my car doesn't do stereo when I reverse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, your car probably has a camera for reversing, though. It does have one, yes. Yes. So, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss it. No, I wouldn't want to miss it. So, but, but yeah, you can do. There, there are some cars, and I don't think we have one. But I have been in cars where the the it has a speaker in different. It uses different speakers in the car to play the beat based upon which is closest to hitting something. Yeah. <laughs> so, so while you're backing into that trash can, you're like studying. <laughs> where's that noise coming from? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, this yes. can be very confusing. I mean, it, it can be just confusing having this remote viewfinder in your glasses um, while pointing the camera somewhere. I mean, some, some manufacturers have tried that. I remember Sony had a camera, this little uh, tube-shaped one that had the smartphone as a remote display that didn't have its own display. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, tr I tried that. Terrible, terrible. Good glass, but very bad. Um... But But the whole connectivity thing is probably not really that good what, what i did use it for is uh because the glass is very very good you could actually send the image like you could strap it under a car for example and be in the car for a stunt oh, okay. for example or whatnot and real i mean there were really good uses for it and i did use it uh professionally for a while but the problem was they never really worked out the connection you know it was a it mm. was a, a bluetooth connection uh weak um, but when it worked, it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, just uh, uh, startling to have a lens that just generated a, s a signal into whatever sensor yeah. you want. That's that's what I find. That's what I find so sad is that I saw the. I often see camera manufacturers being really good at making cameras, but then when it comes to the software side, they just can't do it. And uh, I've, I just, I just have a very current example with with Canon that is irking me a lot with with their new cloud-based system where you can like automatically send your photos, your raw files directly into the cloud, but it's for some reason, um, it's yeah, it's just not working. So that's it. Is that because they've just um, Canon have just released new software as well to allow you to use your cameras as a webcam, haven't they? Uh, yes and no. They have, but it's Windows only. It doesn't work on the Mac. It is, uh, it is okay, so not really doing its thing. Right. And it's, it's beta and it's, uh, yeah, for some reason doesn't really work that well. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's a real challenge to be good at hardware and at software. So anyway, this this is kind of this would be my perfect camera. Now, can someone please build that for me? I would pay money for that. Uh, well, I think so, so. So I think the the good thing about this exercise is that it, it, these these things we're describing are just one step away, aren't they? So you know, the, there's not a lot that you're missing or couldn't get in some shape or form. You could buy a cage for your camera and you could attach some stuff to it, and and yeah, and things like that. But you know, so so I think I think some of it is available or or. or a achievable at least 
relatively I don't know, not in one body, perhaps, but relative. There's bits of it. Well, that's kind of the point, you know. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I need someone to put all these things together. Is there anybody out there that makes bespoke digital cameras, like the way they make Uh, the bespoke analog camera? This, this, this would have to be someone who probably puts that on on Kickstarter and yeah, uh, yeah. There, there, there are some, there are some things on Kickstarter that come out. Uh, In fact, the 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 inspiration for this series of shows was was absolutely uh, a Kickstarter, the the vlogging camera that was very niche. Um, Yeah, but. uh, it is it is a challenge, I think, isn't it? Because the the fabrication of these things is 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 incredibly complex. Mm. Oh, especially the miniaturization, because uh, I think every every good hardware engineer with some photo background could probably cobble together something mm. out of bigger parts, out of more bulky parts, out of more heavy parts, and more wires and stuff. But if you want to um have this in a in a compact package then you probably need the power of a bigger camera manufacturer mm-hmm. i think you probably I would, would yes so. yes but it's a it's a I, I like what you've described though uh it's it's uh I, I like the i like the idea of the haptic feedback uh i, I do like the idea of the uh, of being able to do shift. the shift stuff that would be well. lovely yeah okay i i think i think we kind of covered it so i guess um yeah we'll I'll dream of that camera and see if someone wants to make it. We'll find out sooner or later. Uh, let's go into the picks of the week. Um, Imar, let's start with you. You haven't you haven't said a lot on this episode, so I have. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Um, yeah, you've just been making me think about my dream camera, but um, I got something really cool during the week to go along with the new phone, uh, and I got an iPad, but I got the Apple Pencil. Ah. Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, it is out of this world i absolutely really? love it yeah yeah love it love it love it can't say enough good things about it how do you it. use it it just works straight out of the box it um attach magnetizes to the side of the ipad and that charges it up um it just it just works instantly and it's very much um it's it's beautiful the the feel of it um the way it uh, reacts to your m- movements and everything is brilliant so um i've been drawing which i haven't done in a long 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 time so i'm really happy with that and um also for photo editing um it's just going to make my life so much more fun and easier <laughs> just uh, it, the you can kind of use the brush. I'm so used to just using my fat fingers on a phone <laughs> that to be able to use uh, this and get right into the, and then the pad having the bigger surface and then the phone gives me a bit more pixel and just the whole lot is just working together so fantastically. I'm really happy. <laughs> so That sounds brilliant. Can, yeah. can we see any of your artwork? Two th- yeah, I've uh, posted a couple of pictures on, um, I'm back on the Instagram, which I hadn't been really posting to in a while. So um, all this new stuff is really kind of inspiring me to do a little bit more, post a little bit more, experiment a little bit more. Um, I've been playing around a lot with the pencil over photographs, um, which is probably going to take a little bit more time than I thought, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So expect maybe a little bit of a change of style maybe hey sounds good (laughs) sounds cool sounds like painting to me sounds a bit like painting to me too jeremiah which is a bit yeah yeah 
Does it so. does it have any influence on on your photography? Um, Do you think so? I'm not sure about my photo. Just having the extra um, having the extra pixels to play with on the screen, and then being able to work on them on a larger level is really floating my boat at the moment. So um, yeah, it. I just I feel like the style could change now, and the sketching is really. Um, grabbed me again and I couldn't I've tried so many times to draw on paper and I just can't bring it but for some reason the minute I picked up this pen I just went wow and I've sat for hours now over the last few days just doodling sketching just coming up with ideas and it's just it's just going to inspire me so much it's brilliant you know you know they they say new tools don't make you a better photographer or painter or whatever but 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 then they do. When you, I, I when think you they tool. do. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, you know, I was kind of without tool for so long <laughs> that I think this, I really did need to boost it somehow because you can only, you can only stretch what you have so far on when you have to expand it slightly, you know. So it was about time. And uh, yeah, it's all good. Excellent. Sounds like cool. fun. So yeah, Sounds if you've not cool. got an, if, uh, I should... I should be a bloody brand sponsor for Apple stuff because, and I'm not. But I mean, if We're they want to pay me, for this. <laughs> they can. <laughs> but um, okay. yeah, Kidoki okay. Jeremiah, what is your pick of the week? Well, since we're talking about niche. Um, and desirous uh, kind of objects or experiences or photographs. I, I thought I would recommend something in LA, very specific that you don't find anywhere in the world. It is the Museum of Jurassic technology. Oh, um, I like that. Uh, and and uh, it is one of the most dazzling and amazing uh, small museums, very quirky, um, that is, again, itself sort of a, a, a little kind of cavernous. You go through these little rooms. But the, the collections are, you know, basically uh, some of them can only be seen looking through a microscope, i.e., you know, sculptures on the head of a pin, um, stone fruit carving, (laughs) you know, uh, sculptures of staircases. Um, The collections are absolutely uh, incredible. Uh, Their their website, which I listed, uh, is pretty amazing. I mean, some of the collections are called, you know, Tell the bees, belief, knowledge, <laughs> and hypersymbolic contagion. Uh, decaying dice <laughs> collection this is a collection, a Napoleonic li- library. But but it is. Um, should one find his or herself in Los Angeles, uh, uh, a must visit and very inspiring for the quirkiness of invention and collections and artistry. Okay. The Museum of Jurassic Technology. Or I like it. MJT.org. Wonderful. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> so um, I'll squeeze mine in briefly. And it is um, a new, well, it's, it's for tinkerers. Um, you guys probably have heard of the Raspberry Pi, which is a little one, like a little um, one board computer, 30 bucks or something, very cheap, but it's a full fledged little computer. And uh, it, there was a camera module for it that uh, was very limited, had a very 
low resolution, well, like eight megapixels, and the quality wasn't really that good. But what they did is they uh, just released a high quality camera module, which is again, it's a little board with a bigger sensor on it. It's like twice the size now. It's like almost eight millimeters. It's a Sony BSI sensor. There's 12 megapixels. And it now has a mount for C and CS lenses. So you now have, if you're a tinkerer, if you want to do little uh, computer project with uh, a Raspberry Pi, you can now have you now have access to a fifty dollar uh, camera module. That's a sensor on a board with a mount and a tripod mount, and you can uh, have exchangeable lenses, C and CS mount lenses. Can you and put it's backwards a little... compatible? It's backwards compatible to older Raspberry Pi. Can you put a um, uh, a Bluetooth in it? as well yes 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 raspberry pis there are raspberry pis that have bluetooth so you can make this into a remote surveillance camera if you want to (laughs) (laughs) i think you've done that didn't you well i do have home kit cameras that look outside in the garden these kind of things and they have the small the old camera modules um they're raspberry pi based so i might go into uh upgrading some of those total surveillance better now it's just me being too lazy to walk to the window and look what's going on outside. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And last but not least, Adrian, what is your pick of? Okay. So mine is an app. Um, I have been uh, this week uh, channeling my, my inner JJ and playing with a lot of lens flare. (laughs) Ah. I, uh, so, so this, this is, uh, uh, especially fun for you know, when you've got you want, you want to take moody photos of people or, or, or just just a bit of fun make things look a little bit sci-fi um the app in, in question there are several available i know but the app i've been using is is called lens flare and it's by a company called brain fever media um uh, it's it's just something i was you know just enjoying playing with normally Normally, the challenge with these kind of apps, of course, is to get it to look not like it's just stuck on like a sticker. <laughs> and and to be honest, I'm not sure that I've got it sussed, but uh, uh, it is um, it, it is a bit of fun. And uh, it's just something I've been playing around with on my iPad. So there's what it works on the iPad, Ema. So there's a good toy for you. <laughs> and uh and really yeah that's it they do a whole bunch of apps i think i enjoyed myself so much i think i'm going to buy one of their bundles off the app store which is 10 whatever's pounds euros dollars wherever you might be or something like that and and just see if i can have even more of a play and and uh see what yeah see see what happens but that's fun a fun app to play with there you go wonderful artificial lens flare um so we have another show in the can this was another episode of the future of photography uh if you want to find out more we are on the web at the future of photography and there will be another 129 episodes waiting for you there you can find us on twitter at tfop now tfop now or on instagram under the same address we're looking forward to hearing from you if you have suggestions or wishes or um praise we take praise as well so um that's it for today we'll be back in a week from now until then take care everyone bye 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 you've been listening to the future of photography a production by adrian stock and chris marquardt subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com.